Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome, Browns backers. It's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick, and we're here with another episode of Believe in the Browns. Tony, it's been a roller coaster season for the Browns that has continued this past weekend. Victory over the Bengals, 
We predicted it. We expected it. You were actually fairly close on the call. I think if we averaged our two predictions, we actually essentially nailed the game score. This week, they head to the Cardinals. Before we necessarily get the breakdown of the Cardinals game, let's dissect what happened on Sunday. What are your feelings about how the team performed Sunday at home against the Bengals? And then as we talked about it last podcast, we mentioned the in-stadium experience. What was that experience like in the stadium on Sunday? And we won't necessarily get to the Patriots thing, although you were in the press box <laughs> when some folks were getting escorted out, shall we say. Uh, but that's for another day, maybe another time, another story. But what about the performance on Sunday? Well, um, you know, as you said, the Browns won, won a game that we all felt they should win. You know, I think maybe my biggest takeaway from the game was, uh, you know, when you have a team that has a, a number one, you know, draft pick quarterback, you've got high power weapons like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, two amazing running backs in the backfield and you're going up against a team that's one and 11. I mean, you expect to come out of that game, you know, not only with a win, but you, you probably expect to be the one that's dominating as far as stats go on offense. However, you know, not to be the Debbie Downer that uh, it seems like I am uh, every week. If you look at the final stat sheet, it was the one and 11. 1-11 Cincinnati Bengals that came out with a uh, Joe Mixon with 146 yards, led uh, both teams in rushing. Andy Dalton, you know, a Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle. The Red Rifle, uh, 262 yards passing, um, which, you, you know, led all quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> um, all two of them? Yeah, so, uh, you know, of, of course, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, don't want to be negative, but I, I just... The thing that amazed me in this game was how long it was close because I, I kept waiting for this to be, um, you know, a blowout, and, and it just simply didn't happen. They allowed Cincinnati to kind of linger, um, which is not something you, you want to do this late in the season. We need to win every single game, and I, I think you got to have the foot on the gas from here on out, and uh, we, we simply didn't have that. Um, and, and then the other thing was just the emotion of this team knowing that while our chances aren't you know great for making the playoffs there is a, <laughs> 5% well but there is still a chance of of at least getting over 500 and maybe for you know maybe that's a problem um maybe the fact that this team is so young and these players haven't been around and we don't have a Joe Thomas to kind of tell them the way it used to be in the old days they don't realize that how long it's been since we've been over 500 and to have that opportunity to push this team over 500 for the for the first time in a long time, and to just not it, it, it appear like you really care about that, it's a little alarming to me. But I, once again, we said it week after week. I think it all starts with the coaching. We've got an un, un, uninspired coaching staff, uninspired game plan, and of course you're playing it out in front of I won't say a half filled stadium, but there were a lot of empty seats, probably half filled at kickoff. Um, maybe we got to three fourths filled by the time we got to the the end of the game, but just not. Was there any energy good. in the stadium? What what did what was your takeaway uh, from that? I, I think probably the, the the loudest cheer came from uh, uh, the the crowd when Ray Boom Boom Mancini was uh, propped up to yell, "Here we go, Brownies!" Uh, for for the uh, I believe the first quarter break. So Ray Boom Boom Mancini got the biggest cheer. 
Leading the way. Leading the way. Leading the way. So, you know, and what I think Dog Pound, I think Ray Boom Boom Mancini. I mean, it's, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's an exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race at the beginning of the season were 50 to 1 and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. If you'd gotten in early, you'd be in the money. Now, Saturday, December 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. However, chances are you're not going to be in Vegas. So, if you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little to win a lot, get in with mybookie.com. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get half your cash for extra gambling. My bookie, bet, win, get paid. It, it's it's been an interesting season, shall we say? And and while the performance might not have been what we had hoped for, especially going in against a, a one and eleven team, it was a victory. So we can take that away. I didn't think the defense performed too bad. I thought they were okay. Again, same with the offense. I mean, and that's and that's the way we've been, Tony. Is everything's been okay? Yeah. Kind of throughout the year, and I think if people look at that roster, this is not an okay roster. This no. is a pretty darn good roster. But then we have the situation with Odell Beckham propping up, where he's not necessarily performing. I mean, performing well, but not to the standards of what the expectations for him were this year, specifically in this offense. And then maybe talking about getting out of here, and then we hear about some training staff issues and then Baker throwing the training staff kind of under the bus. What is your feeling for how this team is dealing with all of those issues moving into this week against Arizona? So before we get to that breakdown of the game, how is everything being handled internally to the facility with all the outside forces again propping up this week as we move into another game against a, not a great team, but a three nine and one yeah. Arizona team that's frisky. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, I, we I don't know how many times we've said we almost need to just put this on a we'll just record on a loop. and we'll just do a drop, <laughs> right? I, I mean, two things, and maybe I'm being, you know, I, I know people tend to say I nitpick a little bit, but but I, I've always said if you can't do the little things right, you're never going to do the big things right. And with Odell Beckham, and and, and I, I keep wanting to say Johnny Manziel, which is a bad thing. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I, he's slowly pulling me towards yeah, him. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, with, with those two as your quote unquote team leaders, I mean they should be your team leaders. Those two should be the the ones that everybody's trying to emulate. They're the ones that are you know showing everybody, hey, this is how things should be done, and it's just not happening. You know, when I looked to, like I said, I looked to the little things. You know, it was uh, our cause, our cleats game, right? I mean, this is just a minor example. 
and but it, it, I think it pulls the curtain back and lets you know exactly what Odell Beckham's about. Pre-game, you know, here's a guy that changes his shoes like four times during pre-game. Pre-game, he wears his cleats for the my cause, my cleats. And then once the game starts, those shoes come off and the shoes that he's selling, like the shoes he's pimping, <laughs> those are the shoes he wears during the game. So while everybody else is wearing their shoes that that represent their cause so they can get the word out there, his concern is wearing his cleats that he sells to make money for himself. I, I mean, like I said, might be nitpicking there, but to me, you know, for somebody who's looking at things, you know, not just from a you know a stats level or on field level, I mean, that's very telling for somebody that that that's that's the type of person you are. If you looked at his demeanor when he walked off the field after the game after a victory. You would have thought we lost that game by 40 points, the way he looked when he walked off that field and came into the locker room, which to me, once again, other other people see that. Like, to, to walk out and just completely ignore the fans, just headed right for the locker room. Well, how about completely ignoring the huddle during the game? Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it's one of those things. And now we're hearing these stories that he's been reaching out to other teams throughout the season, telling them, hey, come get me. I, I mean, I will say this, and I know people are going to roll their eyes at it. But but if I if I if I was John Dorsey, I would be I would be doing my damnedest to package him up and get him out of town immediately. You have to send a message, and he is already checked out. He's one of your stars, but he's already checked out. I'm sorry. Get him the hell out of the building. I, I mean, and if you're looking to send a message, and if you're John Dorsey and you're serious about this team being a winner. I think you have to get him out immediately. Do whatever you have to do to get him out of there. Because nothing's going to send a message to the rest of the, 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 the crew than getting him out of there. Because all, all he is is a distraction. He's just a distraction week after week. Now, as far as Baker Mayfield goes, I mean, once again, here's someone who you're leaning on to be your team leader. And, and he, I mean, he can't even... He's not even good enough of a leader to know that he needs to choose his words in a post-game interview where he just completely throws the medical staff. I mean, I don't even want to say under the bus. Like, he threw them under the bus, ran over them, threw it in reverse, ran over them again. And just, I, I, there's no reason <laughs> for that. And, you know, my heart goes out to those guys because I know the medical staff does their damnedest to, to get people on the field and, and get them ready to play. And the unfortunate thing for them is they are professional enough and they are in a position where they can't, com they can't comment on it. They're not supposed to be commenting on, you know, a patient quote unquote that they have in, in their uh, training room. And I just think it's completely unfair. And I, as much as I want to blame Baker, once again, this goes back to a dysfunction of the organization, someone in the PR department or someone above the coach should have gotten in front of a podium and settled that immediately. That, that, that shouldn't be something that we're... It doesn't even have to necessarily have to be in front of a podium. I mean, you can at least send out a press release. Yeah. I mean, you can do something like that. Because I find it hard to believe that he would not have been consulted on that and been right. given the treatment options. Like, hey, here's what we can do. This might mean you missing a couple games this season. Yeah. Or you can try to fight through this try to play through it, and we might not know what that outcome is going to be because we can't determine what types of hits you're going to get during the season that may aggravate this or re-aggravate this in a way that is going to be outside of our control. So I find it hard to believe that they didn't present those full options, having worked with training staffs at multiple different organizations 
at the collegiate and professional level, all of the people that I have worked with, I I can't imagine them not providing their athletes with that full information. And they don't make that call. You as the patient, for lack of a better term, make that call. Yeah, and, and like I said, I've, I've, I know the, the folks personally who were on that medical staff, and they, they are nothing, nothing but first class. And, and that's why I just, it, it, you know, I, I, can't, I can't rally behind someone who would do that. Because these are people who, and they take the profession serious. They put in just as much time as the players trying to make sure that everyone is healthy and ready to go. And to, and to attack them like that, in that fashion, on that platform, after the game, it's just ridiculous. There was no, there was no reason for him to even mention that or even get into it. I, I just don't, I don't know, I, I just don't get it. But like I said, it goes back to what I've been saying week after week after week. This is the level of leadership that we have in the locker room. We have a guy who, who, who walks off the field crying because he's, I don't know what his problem is, uh, you know, as far as Odell. Is he not getting it enough? I don't know. He had, what did he have? He had maybe three catches the whole game. I, if he had that, what did he get? Um, and he had two catches, 39 yards. Greatest receiver in the NFL is what we were told when we got him, right? The savior, the one well, that was going to He leads the league in drop percentage. I mean, that that to me is the, is the bigger thing. You know, the targets, the receptions, I'm not necessarily – putting some of that on him because some of the a lack of targets may be Baker not getting the ball to him when he was open. Uh, it could be also him not getting open. The number of catches is somewhat dependent, obviously, then upon the targets and, and what those opportunities may or may not be in a very specific game. But when you're dropping the ball, when it is delivered to you in a catchable manner and you have a high drop rate, as in a quote-unquote elite-level receiver, and you're not putting up the numbers, then that's, to me, that shows that there's something going on, uh, and I don't know what it is. And, and if it is a sports hernia, then get off the field. Get off the field. Because you're not you're not doing us any good. Like, you at 70%, you, you are not as good as a second stringer, third stringer at 100%. I'm sorry. Hollywood. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I just, I don't know. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcast, at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. Let's talk about sleep. Based on studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins, chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. And one of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. It's tough to get a good sleep if you're too hot or you're too cold. With that in mind, I wanna tell you about the Pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can both have the sleep you want at the same time. It's also a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer, sleep deeper, so you wake up refreshed 
and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, you can get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro, P-R-O, 8sleep.com slash pro for the best night's sleep you've ever had. Cardinals, Tony, we got an interesting defense. We have, I think, even a more interesting offense, but I really like Kyler Murray. Just the games, the way he's been playing, the way he's been performing with the weapons that he has, he is their leading rusher as well as their leading passer. Uh, Lamar Jackson is doing that as well in Baltimore, and he seems set to break some records. But I really like Kyler Murray. How do you see the Browns matching up against this Cardinals team? Uh, you know, I guess I'll jump I'll jump right ahead to the end. I mean, I, I think this is a game that the Browns could lose and, and may lose. And, and when I make my prediction, I will say they will lose. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like th- this is the ultimate trap game. This is a team that is not... I realize they only have three wins, but they're not a terrible team. I mean, they're certainly not the Cincinnati Bengals. And if you look at the way we played against the Bengals, if that continues on, I feel like this is just one of those games that is just set up for the Browns to lose because they have been overlooking this team since before the season even started. I mean, this is one of those games when the, when the schedule came out that we had penciled a win in, and that win has stayed there the whole entire season up until this week. And I just think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be flying to the West Coast. Um, we're, we're going over there after a mediocre, lackluster game against Cincinnati. Um, we have a team that isn't focused, and I don't believe they have a coach that can get them focused. So the, um, as much as the Odell Beckham, you know, stuff kind of, you know, was percolating a little bit on Sunday. I, th- I think it's only gonna get worse as the week goes on, um, because certainly there has to be people. Uh, there, there have to, there has to be players in that locker room that are looking at Odell Beckham like, what the hell? Like, what's the deal here? Be, because you know he was he was the chosen one. You, you know he, he was. was the one that was supposed to come in here, and this was the piece that was putting us over the top. And now, I mean, I have to imagine there's got to be some resentment from other players in that locker room now that are hearing that hey, this is a guy that that wants to get out of here. Like he he doesn't want to be here and be a part of this. He was supposed to be the piece that was putting us over the top. So I, I think it, it may sound like it's a it's a small thing, but in a, in a locker room and a team this immature, that's a pretty big thing. It's a pretty big thing, and I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that. I, I don't know. I, I don't see them winning this week, uh, the Browns, that is. I just don't. And and what, what do you think is going to be the downfall, I guess, for lack of a better term, this week? Is it going to be the offense not living up to – what we anticipate as they kind of have done throughout the season, or is it going to be more of a, Hey, the defense just isn't going to be able to, to put a stop to this Kyler Murray led offense. And we're going to give up too many points and our offense is not going to be able to keep pace. Yeah. I think, I think the offense will come in. They'll, they'll be what they've been flat, mediocre. They'll put up some points. First drive. I, we're definitely putting up points, oh, right? Well, that's know, what we always do. At least a field goal. And, and uh, you know, we're I'm not going to miss it. No, I will give I will give kudos. We had a fifty four yard field goal the last game. I, I will give credit where credit's due. We are indoors, um, so that will help. But I, I I think really we don't we won't have an answer for their quarterback, and we won't have an answer for him 
once he starts to get out of the pocket and, and kind of improvise. Because, it, you know, like I said, I watched that game. Heck, Andy Dalton even had a couple runs, um, you know, moving around that, that we couldn't stop him. And then we're talking Andy Dalton. I mean, he's not a mobile guy. Like I said, Joe Mixon, I don't want to beat on Joe Mixon. He's a, he's a quality back. But I don't, I don't, I don't think he should be getting 146 yards against our defense. I, I just, I, I don't. And um, so we'll we'll see. Like I said, I think I think Arizona's a team. You know, their back is against the wall. They're 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 not just playing now to win games. I, I think they're playing now to to keep their coach, you know, coaching staff, uh, players in the our uh, personnel in the building employed. You know, kind of opposite of of. The Browns, I think they'll rally. Well, they got a new coach. Employees. I mean, they just—I mean, they did the—they did what uh, we might anticipate the Browns doing last year, where they got rid of Steve Wilkes, who's mm-hmm. now on the Browns coaching staff uh, after one season, and and brought in uh, the pretty boy from uh, Texas Tech. I think they're safe. I think you might be right about some people in the building might have some issues depending on on how the team performs. But I agree with you. I mean, this team's fighting. This team's battling. And I'm not 100% sure that our offense is necessarily um, going to march up and down the field on them. I mean, Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker in that defensive backfield, those are some guys that when you have a quarterback that's thrown 16 interceptions already this season, I think you could easily see that number creep up a little bit this yeah. weekend because of that. Those are guys that can make you think guys are open and then close down quickly and turn plays the opposite way. I'm not 100% sure our defense will be able to stop their offense, but I don't know if that offense is that impressive. Uh, Charles Clay, as a tight end, doesn't necessarily scare me. Larry Fitzgerald is an all-timer, but Larry Fitzgerald is you know pushing 40. That doesn't help. He's going to get open, but he's that underneath guy that's not necessarily going to be a game-breaker for you. And I'm not really worried about Kenyon Drake and, and David Johnson coming out of the backfield, especially given Kyler Murray is their big rusher. Yes, they do have to worry about that mobility. I think it's going to be close. Uh, before I give my prediction, what's your prediction for the outcome of the game, Tony? Uh, I'm, I'm, it'll be low. I think it'll be low scoring. I, I, I'm going to say 17-14. 17-14 Cardinals? Cardinals. 17-14 Cardinals. I just can't pick the Browns after last week. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know. All right. I'm going to go, I am going to go with the Browns again because this team, last year and this year, and they might not be exuding it from a temperament standpoint, but they always seem to make it interesting and to make the season more interesting and almost to make it even more heartbreaking, they're going to win this game and they're going to keep the team in the playoff hunt for another week and keep this fan base on the hook. And that's how they beat the hook is they beat this team in Arizona. And then it really comes down to that game in Baltimore. Right? I mean, that's going to be, the deciding factor of of this season and that'll be really interesting to see what happens there obviously baltimore is the better team but can we take them at our house we beat them at their house it'll, it'll be interesting yeah you know in looking ahead to the playoffs i still 
I guess the frustrating thing for me is that there, there was a window of opportunity this year if we just had our stuff together early on that, you know, we should be walking into the playoffs. And, and I think that's what makes it, as a, as a fan, that's the thing that is most frustrating to me is that, that this should have been one of those years where the window of opportunity was huge. It was a picture window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And for us to have missed that, and when I watch the Steelers and what they're doing with a third-string quarterback, I mean, they're 8-5 and five with a third-string quarterback. And, and it, most of their offense missing. I mean, it, you know, it's just Mike Tomlin coach of the year. Well, yeah, I I think so. I mean, if you look at if you look at that talent, and then you know, I I before the season even started, I had a newfound respect for him. Just when you started to see what he had to deal with with Le'Veon Bell and and what did you see what came Brown. out this past weekend? Oh, with the bowling, the with bowling. The, he said he only bowled a two fifty one though, so you know, oh, okay. it wasn't like he was. You know, yeah, he was coming off of the pool. which as somebody with a one twenty five average, I think. 251 is pretty awesome. I, I don't know. I'd take that, but I, whatever. Right. Tony, this Browns season has most definitely not put us to sleep. It has infuriated people. It has frustrated people. And it has made people sad. It has made people happy. We have differing opinions on how this game is going to work out for us this week. The 5% odds are still there for the playoffs before we get to Ravens week. We talked about it briefly last week. Does this team make the playoffs? If not, do they at least finish 500? Which means they would need to win two of the next three. So Arizona, Baltimore, Cincinnati. I'm going to predict, and this was my prediction before the season started. I predicted 7-9 and nine before the season started. I will stick with 7-9. and nine. Okay. I'm going to go with 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going to go with uh, a happy conclusion to the season. If you're going seven and nine, then I'm assuming you're going to say, "Yeah, well, at least win the Bengals game in the last game of the season." Uh, I'm assuming you're going to have us beating the Bengals as opposed to the Ravens, since you have us losing to the Cardinals. <laughs> so then, what is your number one priority after this week, heading into Baltimore? Well, I, I mean, we've said it time and again. I mean, uh, the the biggest thing we need to do is one on, uh, well, uh, so I say the biggest thing we need to do, and then I say one. Well, so that, which means I'm <laughs> coming with a list. So the biggest things we need to do on defense, I think we we need to have the ability to shut down a run. Um, if you look at last week's game, not only were the Bengals able to run the ball, which I, th- I think they were over six point three yards yeah. was the average carry for for uh, Mixon. Not only was he gashing us for big yardage, but they were controlling the clock on us. And, and, you know, that was one of those things where their ability to do that is is what kept it close. And it gave them an opportunity even towards the end to to maybe have a a chance to to tie it up. We can't have that. So, I, I mean, the defense has to clean things up. Hey, big ups to Denzel Ward for finally showing up with the pick six. That was huge. But, I mean, he's another guy. You know, we talk about, we. you know, the focus has been on the offense. But where has Denzel Ward been this season? Like, where has he really been? I mean, last year he was huge. When you look at those games that we had won, it was a, a lot of it was because of him and his big play-making uh, abilities. He just hasn't, he hasn't really been relevant um, as far as our defense goes. And um, 
So we need the defense to step it up. Um, especially when you're going up against quote unquote, you know, lesser offenses, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to show us something. And then on offense, we got to get it together. We've got to be able to sustain drives beyond the first drive. We've we've got to be able to be the team that's controlling the clock. Um, and we have the weapons to do it. I think that's it's one of the things you hear from the fans, which is funny because you know I watch the game in the press box. Yet you can still hear the fans screaming, "Run the damn ball! Run the damn!" You know, <laughs> why are we running the ball? Uh, it's one of those things where we talk. You know, Joe or John Dorsey, he, he's spent all season telling us, "Oh, wait till Hunt gets here." You know, we're going to hit that stretch. We'll be able to make the playoff run. Blah blah blah. Well. Hunt's there, fresh legs. You know, we have Chubb, who I don't think needs fresh legs. I mean, he's just an outstanding. He's grinding, man. Yeah. 1,200 yards already. Yeah. I mean, why are we not just pounding teams with those two guys? Pounding teams with those guys, and then that should be opening up those slants for Odell. I mean, I would have thought Odell Beckham would have had 1,000 yards on slants alone already. He, what does he have? I mean, I, I don't know. So, got to get it together on offense. Got to get it together on defense. Have to be more disciplined, which apparently now the discipline now you know we've taken care of the penalties a little bit, but now all of a sudden what you know we we got to discipline people on a hot mic you know to make sure they're not just <laughs> throwing people under the bus. There's a ton that needs to be worked on, but I, you know I will say this, and like I said, people roll their eyes, and they can roll them all they can. If I was John Dorsey, I would be doing anything and everything from now until the end of the season to get Odell Beckham out of the building, get him out of there. Okay. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcasts, at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. If you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at B-L-E-A-V.com. Thanks, Brown Backers. Chub check. I'm going to get in early. Chub check. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.